listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's dissect these items with Robert Klemko from the MMQB. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time. Got to start in Cleveland now with Jarvis Landry having been dealt from the Dolphins to the Browns. If Josh Gordon can finally keep his personal life in order, how potent could that combination of Landry and Gordon be, pending who the quarterback might be in Cleveland? Yeah, and, and that's the big X factor, right? You know, who's throwing them the football, and is that offensive line going to stay together and uh, stay healthy for the entire season? I would think that they would prioritize not only the quarterback position in this draft um, if they were unable to get a, a desired free agent, but the running back position, because I think that uh, a, a Saquon Barkley presence um, could take a lot of pressure off who's ever throwing the ball and really open up things in that offense. Uh, I don't know about the price in terms of Jarvis Landry, He's a, a productive, talented slot receiver, but I, I don't think he'd be a number one receiver for the majority of NFL teams. Um, I think Miami kind of got away with something here, getting something in return for a franchise-tagged uh, Jarvis uh, Landry. But I, I do think that he can be really positive going forward um, for whoever they decide is a quarterback there. And we know Cleveland with a ton of cap space. they got to give the money to somebody. Speaking of big money, you know that Mike Evans, according to reports, is getting $55 million guaranteed as part of his contract extension from Tampa Bay. If Evans is getting $55 million, Robert, how much do you think Odell Beckham Jr. can extract from the New York football giants? You know, I think it has to be in that neighborhood. Um, I think Antonio Brown is the standard bearer. And I understand that the cap raises every year, so the latest guy who's in that upper echelon is going to get the most money. So I would expect Odell to probably top Antonio's deal. Um, but would you rather have Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown? I think you, you, everybody would say. Would say. Their groups in the NFL. Sorry. A little technical issue there. They would say Antonio Brown, correct? Yeah, they would say yeah. Antonio Brown. Um, keeping in mind that there are entire groups of wide receivers, starting wide receivers in the NFL, who don't make as much money as Mike Evans is making now combined. So I think the expectations are going to be really high for him, um, and you would expect him um, to, to take a step up from what he's already been, which is, you would say, conservatively, a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Taking you across the league with Robert Klemko from the MMQB, since I'm counting other people's money today, how big of a pay cut do you think Des Bryant's going to have to take to stay with the Cowboys? You know, I think it'll be pretty significant just because over the last two seasons, he really hasn't been that go-to receiver on, on third down that he's been for the rest of his career. I mean, I think he's a nice security blanket for Dak Prescott, but I would expect them to prioritize that position in the draft so that they can comfortably um, ask him to take a pay cut or ask him to walk. Robert, let's make sense of what's happened in Seattle. It feels like the Seahawks have hit the reset button. So factoring in what they've done, the Rams winning the division last year, the Niners adding Jimmy Garoppolo, do you think we've seen a real changing of the guard in that division? I, th- I think so. You know, the Rams have been so aggressive and in, in obviously here early in the offseason, uh, acquiring Tlaib, acquiring Marcus Peters. You know, they're positioned to go on a run, whereas Seattle is in a rebuilding mode. Um, and it's not a true rebuilding mode because they do already have the quarterback and Russell Wilson. And it's extremely rare that a GM head coach combo uh, is able to build a champion from scratch twice. And this is the opportunity that they have now. Um, and having that quarterback is, is the only reason that they're able to do that because 
with Russell Wilson, it doesn't matter how um, aging the roster is around him or how inexperienced his offensive line has been. He's going to get eight wins. He's, he's worth eight wins as soon as he steps on the field. Um, so I, I think it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity for them, and I think it's smart. You know, you look at the Patriots and what they've done with veterans over the years, guys who are um, big contributors. They've asked them to take pay cuts, so they let them move on. Um, and that's a hard thing to do for a lot of teams and a lot of fan bases, um, but Seattle is doing that right now. You reference the Rams being aggressive, especially on defense in the secondary, adding Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib yesterday, part of that deal. Are you hearing anything about Aaron Donald getting the new contract he's been looking for? Uh, you know, I don't think that they're super close on that. I, I do know that they value him, you know, probably more than anybody on that roster except for Goff at this point. So I would expect um, something to get done before things, any acrimony set in there. You know, you talk to Les Snead. And I think he acknowledges that the best pick of his entire career has been Eric Aaron Donald. Coming out of pit, if you think about the trajectory, it's been pretty amazing. Finally, let's wrap it up on the path to the draft. We were talking about Cleveland earlier. You know they have an abundance of capital with a ton of picks once more. The luxury of having the number one overall pick, the number four overall pick. If they decide to make some history, we haven't seen a running back go number one since Kajana Carter came out of Penn State in 1995. If they take another Penn State running back in Saquon Barkley, how much of that is an endorsement of his unique skill set? but also at the same time a referendum on the flaws that all of these quarterbacks have this year. Yeah, that's a pretty ominous comparison in Kijana Carter. Right? And you never know. <laughs> Nobody's really a sure thing. I mean, everybody thought Trent Richardson was a sure thing. Right. And, and, you know, the decisions that, that were made around his pro career have, have ended the career of a number of scouts and general managers that I can think of. So um, I think it's very possible that they pick him number one. But I, I, in the end, I do think the number one pick – will be a quarterback just because they're going to fall in love with one of these guys, and I think they're going to do everything they can to ensure that they uh, secure that, that player. You know, I think a lot of people are leaning towards Sam Darnold, but I really wouldn't rule out Baker Mayfield just because they've contracted Scott McLuhan, the ex-49ers and Seahawks GM, um, to consult on finding uh, a quarterback in that first round. And Scott, um, since day one of this offseason, has been gung-ho about Baker Mayfield, and I know that uh, John Dorsey respects his opinion. Uh, so I do think that pick is still very much in the air, but uh, I'm willing to bet that it'll end up being a quarterback. Robert, I enjoy reading your work on MMQB, so I appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Thank you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on. Tune in.